Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. So here we are five days, five days, five days into the Biden administration and the media. The media's toughest question so far for Jen Psaki. Um, is Joe Biden going to, is President Biden going to reconfigure the color scheme inside of Air Force One? Now, I know what some of you are going to say. She's an idiot. She's not an idiot. She's playing the game. She was chosen specifically for this. We'll get into this a little bit more later. The media knows what they're doing. They know they're lobbing softballs at her, and she knows how to play the game of whiffing on them. That's why her non-answers are almost, gotta be honest, marvelous. They ask her basic questions like, no, I don't know. Um, How come Joe Biden doesn't have to wear a mask? And she goes, well, he was celebrating. Now that's granted Peter Ducey, you know, from the evil, awful Nazi right-wing propaganda of racism, sexism, and homophobia, Fox News. But her, her ability to not answer these questions, it, look, I'll say it like this. It's not lying if you don't actually say anything. Jen Psaki's not lying because she's not actually saying anything. And the rest of the people in that room, while they keep telling us they're going to hold Biden accountable, they're going to demand transparency, they're going to ask tough questions, they have done no such thing. And every question is, every question is not going to be laced with an accusation or an assumption or an opinion. Now journalists are going to, they're going to rediscover the who, the what, the when, the why, and the how. The basics of journalism. Let's just, let's just gather the facts. There'll be no more Jim Acosta moments, no more April Ryan moments, no more Yamichi Cinder moments. You know, some of these people, Jim Acosta's already out the door. The show's over for him. He did his four years. He, 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 marched, he marched to the right beat. CNN is rewarding him. Now we're going to have straight down the line journalism. After four years of journalists telling us they couldn't possibly be held to the standards and ethics of journalism, of neutrality, objectivity, gathering facts, you know, and, 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 and follow-up questions, which descended very quickly into, you know, why are you a Nazi in every question? Now they're going to rediscover the tenets of journalism. And that's my phone that I did not turn off. So Antifa is on the move, not just in Portland, but now in Tacoma. And where is anything that happens that was considered extremist during the Trump years, which was always linked to Trump, the media now is trying to separate any left-wing violence, not only from Joe Biden, but from the Democratic Party as a whole. It's kind of an amazing thing. All of a sudden, these are just, this is just something that it, it just, it just happens. Headline Washington Post. Destructive protests by anarchists and extremists signal divided left as Biden administration begins. This is from Saturday. The hundreds of far left and anarchist demonstrators who gathered in protest mere hours after President Biden swore the oath of office Wednesday signal a fracturing on the left that could become a scourge for the new administration, political leaders and experts say. 
Some activists are carrying their destructive tactics into a new administration to voice rejection of centrist ideologies they believe will do little to address existential worries over climate change, income inequality, foreign wars, and racism. The vandalizing of the Oregon Democratic Party headquarters by extreme left demonstrators on Inauguration Day has split Portland liberals and federal agents launching of tear-guessing crowds that descended on the city's Immigration and Custom Enforcement headquarters produced a series of reminiscences uh, of similar uh, summer standoffs ordered, ordered by President Donald Trump. Now, this is creepy. In Seattle, in Seattle, a march organized by anarchists and the city's Youth Liberation Front the Youth Liberation Front. Branch moved through neighborhoods chanting expletives at both Trump and Biden, some breaking windows at the Capitol Starbucks. In Denver, dozens of demonstrators burned an American flag and yelled epithets at police. So you have this in multiple cities. It is only ramping up. It is only getting worse. And they don't know what to do with themselves. Now they have two choices here. They can either do something about it the way Trump wanted to and be accused of being heavy-handed. You know, all of a sudden, these aren't peaceful protesters anymore. There were four years of peaceful protests under, 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 under Donald Trump, including the protest where they surrounded the White House this past summer and fought endlessly against federal law enforcement until they finally had to push these people out. And the media said they were peaceful, 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 peaceful. They were not peaceful at all. They wanted to get inside the White House and murder the President of the United States. And the media didn't have the courage to report that. All they've been doing since Inauguration Day is playing the same tape of the same yahoos from one event over and over and over again. That is the storming of the Capitol. They have hours. There are hours of videos. Hours upon hours. Going all the way back to Ferguson. We've watched the political left foment violence on America's city streets for quite some time now. But they always delink it from the Democrat Party and now Joe Biden. So either, either, either this is going to continue or Joe Biden and the Democrat governors are going to have to put their heads together and figure out how to stop it. But remember, Antifa is just an idea. It's nothing more. Now, if they're firebombing federal buildings, courthouses, headquarters of ICE and the Border Patrol, they are attempting to shut down the business of government. This is what would fall under an insurrection act. Now, you say, well, what about the people at the Capitol? Well, it's kind of funny. Even the Justice Department and the Washington Post had to admit that as well. They're they're loath to charge some of these people with insurrection for being yahoos. Stealing the Speaker's lectern does not make you the Speaker of the House. Under no circumstances would these people have been able to actually seize power. There was not an armed rebellious militia that was there to literally overthrow the business of the government and then secure a perimeter and say no one may enter, we are now the government. And even if they did do that, the government just wouldn't listen to them. They would just wait them out. Now, I'm not giving any excuses here. But what's happening now is the the left, the Democrats, and the media are demanding any person 
who was photographed anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th wearing a MAGA hat be charged, whereas the Justice Department, now under control of Joe, Joe Biden, is saying, well, wait a second, we have to separate the people who actually did act violently versus people that were just there. Headline, Washington Post. Justice Department, FBI debate not charging some Capitol rioters. Federal law enforcement officials are privately debating whether they should decline to charge some of the individuals who stormed the U.S. Capitol this month, a politically loaded proposition, but one alert to the practical concern that hundreds of such cases could swamp local courthouses. The internal discussions are in the early stages. No decisions have been reached about whether to forego charging some of those who illegally entered the Capitol on January 6th, according to multiple people familiar with the discussion. Justice Department officials have promised a relentless effort to identify and arrest those who stormed the Capitol that day, but internally there's a robust back and forth about whether charging them all is the best course of action. Now, wait a second. It sounds like what they are discussing, I could be wrong, I'm not federal law enforcement, I'm not a lawyer, that there is varying varying events that took place. Yes, some people trespassed, but did not fight with police officers or break windows or steal, steal property. That maybe those people are to be given a warning. But see, think about this, and I'm going to get into immigration right now. Democrats say, unless you can get everyone, you can get no one. And you, what do you want to do? Round everyone up? You want to round everybody up? 11 million people? No, I've, I've never said that. You've never heard me say that we should try to round up all at once 11 million people. But if you catch people committing a crime, then you have to charge them. That's how the rule of law works. Whether they storm the Capitol or they jump the border. Now, what's happening inside the FBI, the DOJ, is they're probably thinking they shouldn't throw massive federal charges at people that might have been photographed on the Capitol steps. Those people didn't actually storm the Capitol. They didn't actually steal any laptops. They didn't actually break any windows. But what's funny is, when you get to Rahm Emanuel and the Democrat view on some of the violence that's been taking place. This is very, very entertaining. So they've gone out of their way now to separate what is termed a property crime versus insurrection. So even though what took place at the Capitol would kind of fall under their definition of a property crime, breaking windows, stealing stuff, you know, like we've seen all throughout 2020, They actually want to focus on these people and make it sound like there was even a possibility, even a possibility that they could have actually overthrown the government. Play cut six. What I will reject is the idea that somehow what happened in Portland is morally equivalent to to literally a Confederate flag and six million is not enough. One is defending the Constitution and the country and the organizing principles and values of this country and also prosecuting people who created property crimes. And if you draw a moral equivalence, you're morally lost. 
Yeah, this is not about moral equivalence, and Rom knows better than that. The fact is, for the people in Portland, for the people in other places in this country who have seen their cities and their neighborhoods destroyed and disrupted, um, their constitutional rights are being violated as well. And so there are constitutional arguments to be made on both sides, and it's not about uh, making the two of them equivalent. What I'm saying is that a president of the United States who says he wants to unite the country has to talk about both of them. So endless violence for months on end is nothing more than this shallow concept of a property crime, according to the former mayor of Chicago where there's double-digit homicides every weekend. I mean, there's so many murders in Chicago, we can't even keep up with them. But also a former chief of staff and a a Democrat muckety-muck. He actually sounded like he was trying to make Antifa sound like it's out there for the Constitution. Can we play the beginning of that again? I want to make sure I get all of this. What I will reject is the idea that somehow what happened in Portland is morally equivalent to, wear, to literally a Confederate flag, and six million is not enough. One is defending is the Constitution and the country enough? and the organizing principles and values of this country, and also prosecuting people who created property crimes. And if you draw right, more stop. equivalents, I, 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 I'm not getting what he's getting at. The first of all, I don't even know what this six million is not enough. He's talking about. Yet we did see a Yahoo with a Confederate flag, but we've also seen violence being brought upon major metropolitan cities by people under the symbol of the socialist fist, the anarchist A in a circle, and Black Lives Matter. So, I mean, it's kind of silly. Somebody carrying a Confederate flag does not mean there was an organized confederacy. Now, again, I don't think the DOJ should go light on people if they have evidence they committed a crime. I don't care if they were carrying a MAGA flag or a Confederate flag or an American flag or a Gadsden flag or a socialist fist flag or a Black Lives Matter banner or an anarchist symbol or anything else for that matter. The rule of law demands that you prosecute people who break the law. But Rahm Emanuel wants you to, no, 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 don't don't look over here, only look over there, whereas consistent constitutional conservatives are saying arrest anyone who breaks the law. But here's what's even worse about this. If you notice how much attention the new administration is paying to the non-citizen before the citizen, this entire let's impeach Donald Trump while he's out of office thing is merely a cover for the coming failures of Joe Biden. We're right they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Serious XM Patriot, Channel 125.